0: essential do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job get 20 percent off and free shipping with promo code bubba at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with promo code bubba at manscaped.com trim your chesticles with the besticles at manscaped.com promo code bubba
1: hello that's loud Hello and welcome to the show, my show on a Hummel. Feel free to call in so I can put you on hold, 813-90-Bubba. Be with you for the next, I always say like, I'm only going to do 45 minutes and then I'm here for like an hour and a half, but sometimes I get going and I don't want to stop. And sometimes there's a lot of things that weren't talked about. During the main show, that I have to either a get off my chest or just discuss it with you people, you people out there, eight one three ninety Bubba. So many things to to talk about. We had a five day weekend, which was awesome. I was super confused because I just felt like it, it felt like Sunday four days in a row. So I was. Um, I was driving on Wednesday, and I was hitting traffic, and I was super confused. And then I'm like, oh, right, it's Wednesday. And sorry, I'm trying to adjust this mic here. Just give me a second. Uh, It's Wednesday, and I don't understand why there's traffic. That doesn't make any sense to me. And then I was like, oh, um, it's uh, it's a weekday, and people have work and shit, but not us. So, yeah, it was super cool. Two-day week. Uh, the Tarpons game was phenomenal because, I mean, I didn't watch it or anything, but the turnout was uh, the best I'd ever seen. Thank you to everybody that came out, all the the cast of characters from, you know, the usual faces, the Susan Poitresses, the Teases, the Big Reds, Cretine Travis, just, you know, the, the greatest hits. Um, in addition to some new people like Chad and his wife and Robbie, the internet guy and um, and thank you to the man. and I uh, don't don't hate me for, you know, forgetting your name. It's not that I forgot it, really. It's just there was a lot going on, and maybe I had a drink or two. And, um, you know, I love it. the The best compliment you can give me is something to do with me improving your health or me screaming about something. And you come up to me and you say that the intermittent fasting worked and it feels good because I helped you. But more than that, I just like knowing that I was right about something. So please always come up, even if you know I'm talking to somebody else, you you just interject and you go, yo, I lost 40 pounds. You were right. I'm like, yeah, I got a boner. Thank you very much. So a fantastic turnout. Apparently there was a big... A uh, walk-off, I don't even know what the fuck that means, On the uh, at the end of the game. They, they were like, oh, we're, we're just so far ahead. You know, apparently Bubba was heckling people. I talked to Bubba for maybe in the ballpark of four to five seconds. We said hello, we exchanged a brief hug, and then we were just schmoozing the whole time. Um, some of the people I was talking to weren't even Bubba Army, but kind of got brought in via Bubba Army. I don't want to give too much away because it's telling details of a story that I don't feel like I'm at liberty to talk about. But we have a mutual friend, and we were just kind of talking about this mutual friend for like an hour and a half. So that was awesome. And this person was like, I just got brought along to the game. I don't even listen to the show. And I'm like, whatever. Um, let's talk about this friend that we have in common and how we're so happy for them. It was excellent. It was awesome. So thank you to everybody that came out. Uh, next weekend, next Friday. I can't believe it. It's already above a one ninety nine. We'll be celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, um, Lum Lum. So make sure that you tune in. I bl- it keeps changing on me. Uh, I th- I think it's I think it's Rumble. I'm pretty sure it's Rumble. We'll be on Rumble. Um, that's TBD. I'm pretty sure I remember that, but you know, my brain's saying Twitch, but I think it's Rumble. We'll be uh, on Rumble live 8 to 10 PM next Friday, Eastern time. Uh, no DJ hum sauce, but we'll be having fun, throwing back a few drinks, making money. Uh, oh, and the baby, I meant the baby OFF, baby OFF. Um, that baby took up so much of my time and it was awesome. And I felt bad because I I would see people, I'm like, oh, uh, I haven't seen it. I I didn't know you were here. They're like, yeah, I wanted to say hi, but you were talking to that baby. I'm like, that baby was adorable. There's something about just chubby baby legs that just gets me, you know. And I'm all about staying trim and fitness, but not when you're a baby. Ain't nobody want to see no lean ass string bean of a baby That's the only time in your life, folks, where you can really get away with being, you know, what appears to be, you know, like a little Buddha, you know, severely overweight, can't even walk, but just the cutest thing ever. I I need to see a fat baby. But yes, huge thank you to everybody that came out. It was phenomenal. And next week, I love it. I love that. I feel like we're in the in the throes of summer. We got a lot going on. Um, I feel like, you know, I've been going to New York and Idaho, and now I'm living in a motherfucking penthouse, and it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, So, yeah, me and uh, Mr. Blitz are staying in a penthouse for the week, and yesterday, I mean, rolling up to that penthouse, just looking like I don't belong. People are very confused why I have, you know, a key to the building, um, but that's okay because they were on floor 11 and I was on floor 19. So suck it. You know, I saw what you would see as a uh, a typical Tampa, you know, I don't want to call her a Karen or anything like that because that would be racist. You know, like a blonde chick had some work done probably in her early 50s, late 40s. Just kind of giving me a little bit of a side eye like I don't belong Because I got crazy hair and I'm wearing, you know, a Bubba Army shirt or something like that. So I get in the elevator and she's just like, the wet floor. I was like, 19, bitch. And she was on floor 11. I'm like, mm, mm, jobber. So anyways, walk into this beautiful apartment. And we've thrown a few. I don't want to give too much away because I'm trying to be like real, you know, low key about it. So I don't want people knowing where I'm staying or, you know, where this woman lives or anything like that. But it's pretty, you know, it's pretty high class. So I roll into this apart uh, I keep calling it, that's its slave name. It is a condo, ladies and gentlemen. It is a condo. Um, roll into this condo, and nobody's there, obviously. It is spotless, and, um... I just see the view. It's it's about sunset. It's like 750, so sun's going down, just this beautiful view. Uh, my friend told me, she's like, hey, Anna, anything in the, in the fridge you want, you have. Anything in the pantry you want, it's yours. I said, amazing. But, you know, I always think people aren't leaving much. Maybe a can of corn. You know, maybe there's some mayonnaise in the fridge. I'm not expecting much. So I brought a bunch of groceries over because we just went grocery shopping, so I brought all those groceries over from my place and I'm about to just, you know, stock the fridge with my stuff until I open the fridge and I realize it's already stocked. Eggs, cottage cheese, any peanut butter, almond butter I could ever want. I'm like, holy shit, this place is stocked up so now the fridge is super stocked with my stuff and her stuff. Pantry is full because when she was doing the tour... You know when she was teaching me about the, the the place, the unit, the condo, the the penthouse, the penthouse, please, that's what it's called. You know you can't be going well. What's in here? What's in there? You can't really do in the be doing the full snoop, as I like to do because I love. There's nothing more than uh, that I love than going through someone's pantry. It is just I feel it's just it, I don't know. It's like yeah, I've seen every granola bar that's ever been made and any sort of. Uh, a little pastry deal or the nuts and the chocolate or whatever. Like, I I know this stuff exists. It's not like it's something I haven't seen before, but there's just something special about rummaging through people's shit. Um, Maybe something I haven't had in a while that maybe I have a hankering for. I don't know. Or just eating stuff that doesn't belong to me that I didn't pay for also gets me going. So it was awesome. I'm going through all that stuff, and then I see out of the corner of my eye a little envelope. With my name on it, Blitz's name on it, and I just, and I, you know, I feel it. It's got some weight to it. Oh, I think I might know what this is. And I open it up. It's a, it's a thank you card. I mean, the woman's got class. You know, she's just like, here, here's a thank you for taking care of our, our cat, for taking care of the shit. Brian from Philly, twenty dollars. Thank you. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Um, yeah, I open the thank you card, and out falls. Well, first I did read the card. I, I don't want to say I didn't read the card. Of course, I read the card. Just said, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And it was $100 to Publix, which, and there is a Publix pretty close by. So fantastic, classy. And it's just, I was sitting out on the balcony and you know me, I can never just be normal. I always, there's always like a twist in my head. Like I can never just, and I'm realizing that I, and I, i, I over the last four days, five days, you know, in your mind, prior to uh, a staycation like that or a vacation, you go, man, I'm going to be doing so much relaxing. But then I realize that I am incapable of relaxing. I've come to the conclusion that I have done, there's some weird wiring in the brain now that's happened through many years of discipline where if I am not you know, somewhat uncomfortable or pushing myself or or consuming something that is at least trying to flex my brain, I, I start punishing myself mentally. So, for example, if I'm just like, I didn't work out today, maybe I spent too much time, you know, even though I I, I deleted my own Instagram, I still go on for the Bubba Army deal. And sometimes you get trapped, they grab my hand, they, they trap me in, and then 45 minutes later, I'm like, why was I watching 45 minutes of people making oatmeal? That seems pointless. Why did I do that? It's not that it's that interesting. Why couldn't I pull myself away? It's It has this, like, soothing effect on me initially when I haven't seen the Instagram in a while, and I go on, and I just kind of get lost in... In the scrolling, it's just like, at first it's a soothing effect where I'm just like, ah, mindless, brainless shit. This is great. I'm not worrying about, you know, geopolitical tensions or China or, you know, lately I've been doing a lot of research on metabolic dysfunction and mitochondrial uncoupling. A lot of that stuff takes a lot of focus. Sometimes it's nice just to let the brain relax a little bit. But that but the brain doesn't need to relax for an hour and a half, which sometimes happens. It just it gets away from you. I'm sure this has happened to, to all of us at some point where we're just on the, the socials and you're just like, you're like what the, what the fuck just happened? Where did that forty five minutes go? Forty five minutes I'll never get back. But boy, did I learn about putting blueberries in fucking oatmeal. So I don't know. Um, it, I I basically come to the conclusion that if I'm not suffering, then I'm I get down on myself. So we went on a long, long for example, we went on a long, I don't want to say grueling. Um, we we live somewhat uh, in the vicinity of, you know, northern P- Pinellas County, and we went to. Uh, well, I'll just say we went to Honeymoon Island on one of the days. I think it was Wednesday. And it was a long walk. It wasn't really, it was It was hard because it was hot out, obviously. And also there was a lot of shells and I didn't have shoes on and that was annoying. So my feet were pretty raw when we came back from the walk and we'd been out in the sun for literally over two and a half hours, but I didn't feel like I got my heart rate up enough. So I forced myself to go out on the bike back out at about noon when it's heat of the day. And went on an hour bike ride where I could actually get into, you know, zone two or three. So, you know, I feel like normal people go, wow, I just went on a two and a half hour walk. That should suffice for the day. That's enough of a bit of a a grueling activity. But my brain goes, well, yeah, you could do that. If you're a pussy. And then I'm like, no, that you could suffer more. And I'm like, why do I do this? But it's it's one of those things where sometimes you get in the weeds when you start learning about different things about the brain. And I'm just trying to essentially get a bigger pop of dopamine. And I've realized through the research that I've done is the best way to kind of replenish that dopamine that you lose when you're doing things that are easy. When you're doing things like scrolling on social media or watching TV or eating good food, when you're doing stuff that's easy – your your brain is like this is awesome initially, but then it just kind of it's hard to get that pop. We've all done that, you know. Watching TV for an hour after you've had a hard day at work and running around is awesome. You know, watching an, an hour of TV at night when you've already been watching eight hours of TV, it's not the same pop. You don't you don't feel quite as good about yourself. You don't well, I can't put my I feel like George W at the inauguration, just trying to mess with the poncho. If you're watching this. um, Yeah, you don't get that same pop. So I'm like, all right, how do I kind of get that pop of dopamine, which is, as Dr. Huberman says, it is limited, but, you know, ultimately infinitely replenishable. So, you know, you do hit a cap, but then if you start hitting that cap, what you do is you go do something hard. You know, like a puzzle or a workout or a walk or whatever. And By hard, I mean, yeah, maybe a, a walk isn't hard. But, you know, it's not sitting on your ass, is what I'm saying. It registers as, like, I don't want to say pain in the brain, but it's a challenge. So when you do something like that and then you return to the TV or, you or, you know, sitting down to have a snack, then you get a bigger pop of dopamine. So in my head, I'm trying to, you know, I've hijacked the system. Call back eight one three ninety 90 bubba Hijack the system. So now in order for me to not feel anything, but I'm like, man, I really want a big pop. That's literally what I think. I'm like, I'm going to go torture myself for an hour. So I go out at like 1230 p.m. It's fucking 93 degrees and I'm on the bike. You know, I did. I was already kind of beat from just walking in the sun for two and a half hours, but I'm like, nope you can do more. I'm like, could you do more? You can do more, do more, do more, do more. So it it gets to the point where it's like, dude, just fucking chill is, is, you know, so I have to kind of come back in with the, with the chill. I don't know if that's a a new 20. I don't think it is. It might be Brian Philly. Thank you so much. If not, it's just a reminder. I know last time I missed, um, oh shit. I wrote his name down. It was $50, Joe. We announced it the following day. So I, I apologize if you on the super chat. I'm, on, I'm looking at the tubes right now. Appreciate you. eight one three ninety bubba. Uh bubba Yeah, so I feel like even during these last few days where it was very relaxing, or at least it should have been, my brain is in overdrive. Because when I don't have things to do, like I don't have to be at work or I don't have jujitsu, jitsu I don't have whatever, I start to backfill with other shit that I should be doing. You know? I don't know if anybody else's brain works like this, but it's it's got to the point where I'm like, do I need to go to therapy? Because, like, I literally can't fucking relax. I wake up and I'm like, go be productive. Go be useful. Go be doing something. We need to be moving and you better not stay on Instagram for an hour and a half looking at, you know, dance videos or, uh, you know, people making a healthy bread with almond flour, some bullshit that, you know. That I'm marginally interested in and isn't even that interesting, but somehow you just get, you just get sucked into the vortex, and it's really not, uh, it, it, not that it's like a character flaw, because the people at, it's in Silicon Valley know what they're doing. They know how the human brain works and how to hijack it, and they know that it's addictive, and it's addictive not only to kids, or to adults, or to elderly people. It's addictive to everybody. You know, some of the worst culprits of social media, and I know we all know this, it's it's those boomers on Facebook, man. I see it, it when I was at my mom's house. You know, the bitch loves Facebook, and I get it. It's addictive. The, you, you You see something, and you want to keep scrolling and looking and reading, and you're just like, why am I wasting my time here? You never really quite feel good about it, so I always try to think... Um, retroactively, I'm like, you're, is this something, when you're about to open Instagram self, you know, this is me talking to myself, when you're about to open this up, and then you're going to get sucked in, because you always get sucked in, and then you never feel good about the time you've wasted. It's never like, man, I'm really glad I just wasted that 30 minutes. You're always like, man, why did I waste that fucking 30 minutes? So I'm like, all right, let's try to do something else. So I'm gonna try this new thing, it's called, uh reading. I'm going to try to do that this week while I'm in this. The penthouse is I wish I could show you guys a video of it because it's very Zen, you know, and I'm a very sensitive to Zen kind of person. I can't just like sit and read in any location. It's got to be like, I got to feel relaxed. There's got to be, I got to be around earth tones. I like earth tones. They make me feel just at peace tranquility, I don't like bright colors around me in a home, no, no crazy accent walls, like, let's just keep it fucking earth tones, neutral tones, that sort of thing, light colors, you know, open windows, views, like, that sort of stuff gets me in the mindset of, like, all right, this is uh, a place where we can be studious, this is a place where we can focus, this is a place where we can try to calm our mind, Um, So that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try this thing called reading and try to bring it back. Just try to, you know, rope it back in because lately I feel like I've been wasting a lot of time on bullshit stuff. And if I'm not on the gram, then maybe I'm on the tubes. And if you're on the tubes, I'm sure you've, you know, there's been a, a, a new addition, let's say in the last, what, year, two maybe, of YouTube Shorts which is essentially Instagram on YouTube. And so then I'm like, well, I'm not on Instagram. It's like, yeah, but you're on a, a thing that's playing videos nonstop. And the thing that sucks about this sort of deal is that, and I don't know if you guys remember, but Facebook and YouTube and and Instagram, you would have to actively scroll. Now it just keeps showing you the next video, the next post, the next video, the next post, the next video. And then you have to actively set, you know, stop yourself from continuing versus before it was you had to actively seek something out. You would actively watch another video. Now it just auto plays. Just auto starts the next video. And then you're just like locked in like a fucking zombie. And I'm like, how is it that I can will myself to do all the things I do at the gym, to go to jiu-jitsu? Although I didn't train this week, don't hate me. Um, you know, to eat like a, like a rabbit, to fast, I I have like all this self-control, but then when it comes to fucking Instagram and watching, I don't know, cat videos, I don't really watch cat videos. I watch a lot of like the baking shit. I like, I just find it relaxing. How come when it comes to that, I can't pull the trigger and go, how about no, how about not that? For some reason, it's it's just they've hijacked something in the brain. They know how it works, and they know you start looking at a few things, and then they feed you more no pun intended they feed you more of what you were looking at. So they're just they know that's how they catch you, and that's how they, they grip you, and 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 they've they've held your attention hostage for the last hour, and then you never feel good about it. You're like, well, how the fuck did I did I let that happen for the I don't know four hundred twelfth time. This surprises no one when I open the app or YouTube. I know what's going to happen. This isn't I'm, this isn't going to surprise anybody. But there's just this little part of your brain. And I'm really trying to, like, listen to the voice in my head and, like, see where it goes and what it tells. The justifications it brings you. It's, it's, the, the brain is, a, is an interesting thing because you go, okay, well, I did just, you know, walk for two and a half hours and then bike for an hour. I deserve. It's usually a reward thing. I deserve to have a little break and to just sit down. Or maybe I watched a video that was kind of intense in terms of my focus, understanding. You know, I'm constantly trying to stretch the the boundaries of no- the things I have knowledge of because I like learning new things. But that can be taxing on the brain. And even at a certain point in the night, I go, I don't want to fucking learn anything because my brain is like, nope, we just want to watch something mindless. So you reward yourself. And I'm like, why, why, why? And then my tolerance for for focus goes down and now it's like, oh, this video is so long. And I'm like, Ana, it was two minutes and 34 seconds and you couldn't make it through. So that's a problem. So, you know, I'm looking at all these techniques of how to focus better, how to get my attention back. I've lost my attention And I don't have ADHD like everybody and their mom. It's nothing like that. It's the fact that like a skill, like a discipline, you just you got to work on it. You can't just expect to be bombarded with 10 second videos and then focus for a solid six minutes. It's just not going to work. So you have to kind of do some focus work. So I'm going to start doing that a bit more diligently And that starts with literally you looking at a spot on the wall and just focusing on it for like three minutes, you know, and not allowing yourself to move around or get up or pick up the phone or, you know, even go put away dishes or something like that. You just got to sit and look and focus and just be like, we're in this. Just what is your mind doing? Where's your mind going? Why am I thinking about that? You know? I've tried meditation a few times and listen, I'm all about this health bullshit, you know, and by health, I mean, inside and out, you know, your mentals, your chickens, your macros, like the whole bill of health, everything from longevity to sets and reps to what you're eating, the sun, the sleep, all the fucking bullshit. I know that it's good to meditate, but I'm just like, no, don't want to do it too hard. Which is funny because it's like, dude, meditation, just do nothing think about nothing. That's the goal is to just try to, I guess, focus on your breath work and be in tune with what's going on inside. But we're constantly trying to escape what's in here, whether it's through drugs or alcohol or just distractions of your phone or even chores or anything. Like, we're just so afraid to be alone with our thoughts. God forbid we start thinking, where will this mind go? Um, but I've I've meditated a few times, got to say not a fan. But it's one of those things where I really haven't given it 100% effort. I've just kind of been lackluster where I get, I get you know, spurts of motivation to try something like that. And I go, I don't like where my brain's going, so we're just going to shut it off is very antithetical to how I live my life and something I need to change because usually the things that we're resisting the most are the things we need to be doing the most. Um, I'm sure I've said that somewhat recently. But yeah, if you, if you feel like you're getting a lot of resistance, it's a weakness and you should probably lean into it a little bit harder and, and try to improve it just a little bit. And I noticed when I stay off of the social media and I, I did I did take a, a bit of a social media detox for quite some time, even when I was doing the bubble Army. Th- Instagram, I was like, post and get the fuck out. Like, don't be hanging out. But, you know, you creep back, you you relapse a bit. I, sh- I certainly have. And um, now, you know, daily it's like, I don't know. Like, yesterday, I think it was like, f- I was sitting for 45 minutes. I'm like, what am I doing? Why? 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 I could be watching at least an informative video on YouTube about Mao, Stalin. Greenland, been doing a lot of research on Greenland all of a sudden, that's coming to my, the ice caps are fucking melting, it's creating another passageway for fucking China to be, you know, bypassing our shit, yeah, it's it's a problem, so anyways, I love that I'm trying to learn about stuff like that, but why do I always kind of fall back, relapse into mindless shit, it's, it's, again, it's, initially it's relaxing, it's kind of like I can zone out. To, I'm not really thinking. I'm not really flexing, but I'm mildly entertained. But I never feel good about it. Anybody else? Eight one three ninety, Bubba. So that that's been my um my challenge recently is like learn how to try to relax and try to shut this this off. Because if I'm if I'm awake, then I'm anxious about something, you know. And I I don't think that I mean everybody has anxiety, and everybody likes to claim that it's. Uh, a condition or a disorder, it's like, all right, but what have you really done to try to mitigate it? Have you done anything? Have you done any heavy lifting, or do you just think that it's completely out of the the bounds of your control, which I refuse to believe. i I feel like there are things with enough willpower and discipline and hard work that you can maybe not eliminate it. Obviously, no one can eliminate anxiety or stress. But there are certain things that you can do to, to better apt yourself to at least cope with it or deal with it or work through it. And nobody wants to do the hard work anymore, including myself sometimes. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's weird because I feel like I can grit myself into doing a lot of, like, hard work in terms of, like, you know, gym and shit like that. But or fasting. But when it comes to, like relaxing and being alone with my thoughts and not being distracted by a video or social media or texting a friend or whatever. If it's just me and my noggin and what's going on in there, it's like, yikes. I don't want to know what the fuck's going on in there. Let's not do that. And then people resort to Marijangis, which is fine. But, you know, I'm against anything that you you need chronically all the time to feel normal. Like, that's probably not good for you. You know, I don't care. I mean, I don't care what you do. Take fentanyl, fucking OD, whatever. Do your thing. But, you know, even marijuana and people who fucking love marijuana, oh, my God. It's just like, why don't you try to put that energy t- towards a career? You fucking know every strain of this and the CBD and all the laws. You could be a fucking lawyer when it comes to the marijuana laws why don't you put that towards something a little bit more productive but hey that's just me um but yeah I uh I I don't think it's good to self-medicate all the time to feel normal you know so yeah I've been experimenting a lot with sobriety actually so I know people like to call in and they like to reference my heavy drug use bitch I don't even do cocaine anymore I don't like being awake anymore I like being the fuck asleep that's what I like that's what I like. I like being asleep. And let me tell you, boy, that I had some good sleep in my rich friend's penthouse. Holy shit. She has this, guys, memory foam bed. Okay? I mean, it It goes up. It goes down. It fucking shakes. It's the fuck amazing. I've never experienced memory foam quite like that. I think i maybe I've laid on a bed here or there, at, you know, mattress discounters or some shit where you're looking for a mattress. You're like, can't afford that shit. Well, my rich friend can. And that bed is probably in the ballpark of, mm, I would say 10 to $15,000. Holy God. I mean, like I fell asleep almost instantly. It was just, it was, it, it was ever so soft, but firm at the same time. It, you know, it, it, it molds to you like foam, like memory foam. It was it was fantastic. And then the pillow was the same and it had the perfect contour of the neck and it was just phenomenal. And then I woke up this morning, wasn't happy about it, but I just opened my eyes and saw where I was and saw the, the skyline of, I almost said Canada, of Tampa. I forgot where I was, right? Uh And I was just like, wow, uh life is good. Life is good, but I wouldn't want to live there. And I'll explain why after this call. Hello, who's this? On Hummel Joe the Supermark. What's up, Holyoke, Joe? Um, Maria was t- Maria Guatemala was uh, in full force taking pictures for you at the Tarpons game.
2: She's so wonderful, isn't She's she? The most amazing person I've she ever. Really met my she really was. life.
1: She was very serious about it too. She was not. She was like, "Anna, oh, no, we need to take a picture because Joe needs a picture." And I'm like, "Let's do it."
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because I was asking her on on DJ Sauce. I was asking her, can you just take a selfie but kind of aim it back, catch on in the background? And she didn't get the message until after. So I, I just on a whim I just said, hey, would you mind doing me a favor on Friday afternoon? And and she said, yeah, what is it? And I said, well, can you just take a couple pictures of the field and you know whatever? Yeah, I'll she was she was all about it. And-
1: yeah, she was not. I mean, she was on a, a woman on a mission. You know, she was she was actively taking pictures and making sure that you receive them because she wants to make you feel like you're you know you're part of the crew that you're part of all the action.
2: And I did, and I didn't feel like I missed anything. I felt like I was there with y'all. And she okay. even shot a 56-second video of the food. And that's what I wanted to ask you about. What could you eat besides the salad and the fruit skewers?
1: That, that was pretty much all I ate. Uh, there were some cookies and stuff, so I, I, I kind of was able to okay. eat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good as hell. It was awesome. Fantastic so, I mean, I, I spread. Fantastic spread. And I thank wanna. you to, uh, sorry, real, real quick, Captain Creamsicle and his wife, they, they gave us little uh, goodie bags. So I got a hat. I got two hats, actually, and a shirt. It's fucking awesome. Thank the you. The same hat? Two of the same? Nope, 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 nope. Different hat? Nope. Because everybody that that's paid awesome. for the event got a hat. And then, uh, additionally, I was given a goodie bag, and that had a different hat in it. So I walked away with two hats and a shirt. It was awesome.
2: That's lit. I like the new hats because, you know, the last time y'all went to the game, it was a black hat. And this time it was yeah. a gray hat, and it looks even cooler. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. But mm-hmm. what I was going to say was... You know, I did this, I'm doing this intermittent fasting. I'm fasting for 20 hours every day, all thanks to you. I even started trying to fit crunch protein bars because <laughs> of you.
1: Those are really fucking and I'm
2: going to tell you this, though. I was on the Celsius way before you, like years and years and years before. I look back to, like, 2018, I I, I had messaged Bubba about Celsius and how awesome it is and how healthy, and they sell it in the GNC. Well, not, let's not get crazy about the healthy, the but yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. They sell it in GNC, so whatever. So I guess it yeah, could be, it's, it's marketed see,
1: but... like a health food thing. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I was at Publix the other day with Blitz, and we noticed that all the other energy drinks are on, in their own section, but Celsius, or as we call it, celius because that's what Lummi called it one time and it stuck. Um, that's in like the health food section, which we thought was interesting. Like they market it like it's health, like it's next to the protein shakes not next to the monsters so anyways no, go on On the top shelf in, yes in correct yes top shelf high buy the, the protein flavors. bars and all the vitamins okay. and the supplements and shit yeah
2: so what i was getting at with that was i mean i'm doing all this stuff because you're showing me the way and it's all wonderful and working amazing fantastic will you ever just try a morsel of meat
1: just a, just, I have. Uh, it's man. not like I've never had meat before. I've had the flesh of an animal in my mouth. I mean, now, though.
2: Would you do it late today? Would you go have chicken sugar, nah, sugar masala?
1: Nah, fuck that, man. It's it, And it's a not bite. even about, like, health. Like, I don't even... You know, me and my dad have this argument all the time because my dad's a vegan. But he's, you know, he keeps it mostly to himself. But then when, you know, him and I get in the weeds about it, he tells me how unhealthy it is. And I'm like... I I just—I don't—you can be a very unhealthy vegan. You can be a very healthy carnivore. Like, uh, my main gripe with meat is usually, A, it's how it's prepared, you know, like maybe chicken is good, but maybe don't deep fry it. That's probably not the move. B, and then B, it's also the way that they raise the animals and and how cleanly the conditions are in which they kill the animals and are they pumped full of antibiotics and hormones— because that obviously goes, down, da- you know, into the consumer. So those are my main issues. Like, if you were to go and hunt a fucking wild elk, that's certainly more healthy than being a vegan who's eaten fucking, you know, impossible burgers. Because that shit is not good for you, by the way. But anyways, I digress. No, Sorry, no. Joe. I agree. Yeah.
2: Hey, I have to ask one last question before I go, and and uh, yeah. I can't. I'm going to try to be coy with it. It's in regards to our conversation last week, and you were talking about maybe trying something one time and trying something new. Did you try it?
1: No, I haven't. Mostly because I had a conversation Damn. with Brian from Philly, um, and he's really he's turned me against it. So I'm trying to go all natural. Um, and if you, if you're wondering That's what cool. it is, and, and, and... it's ambient. Oh, no, ahead. I haven't. I haven't okay. tried it. Cool. I, I, I don't want, want to blow your spot up, but no, I haven't. No. I've I've been well, off the Zanny game too, and the and the Klonopin uh, game. Uh, I'm trying to go all no. natural. I know, yeah, I know
2: It's know. But it sucks Because I'm I'm up from 2 to 5 Every morning Unable to sleep So uncomfortable And so much yeah. pain and When I took the capings, I could actually sleep But I'm not on them And, and I don't like What they were doing to me anyways It's just like you said yeah. Unnecessary I'm spreading the word That you're spreading People are supposed to feel emotions It's human It's normal You can't quell All your emotions With things You know what I'm saying so Yeah you, you, you preach You preach in a different way Than what I used to What I'm used to hearing In church and right. and I love all your messages, and thank your you. fire all the time, and the I'm gonna shut up of and just let you rant, and yeah. I'm excited. So, Lana, thank you for everything. And God thank bless you.
1: God bless you, Joe. God bless you. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Even though I do love Xanny bars and and, Klonopin and they're beautiful, you know. And I talk a lot of shit on Big Pharma, but you know, gotta give credit where credit is due. I, I do think it's important to just try to. Be as natural as possible, unfortunately. And that way, when you really do need it, it actually fucking works. Because I don't want to get to the point where it's like, oh, I was on a quarter's end, and Now that doesn't do shit. So now I need a half, a half a bar and then three quarter and then a full bar. And it's just like it, it gets away from you. So I think the, the more that you can just rely on your own body to try to function from everything from falling asleep to, you know, what you're consuming, just trying to get it so it's mostly from the untouched from the earth. You know, I'm a big fan of shit from the earth, which is weird because you know, it is it is strange that I feel like the people sometimes it's cuz I'm very interested in like culture wars and the right and the left and sometimes they switch positions on things like You know, 20 years ago or 23 years ago, it seemed like the right was a little bit more gung-ho about going into places like Iraq and Afghanistan and fucking shit up. And it was usually the left that was like, hey, let's not start wars. Well, fast forward fucking 23 years, and it seems like we've—not we, I'll just say they, they, you know, whatever. They've switched sides, non-binary. They've switched sides where it seems like the people on the right are like, hey— Let's cool it on the fucking wars, man. We keep getting into wars. We're in Korea. We're in Vietnam. We're in fucking Afghanistan and Iraq. And we're trying to do shit here. Let's just try to lay low for a second. And then the left is like, let's get the fucking Ukraine. It's like, ok. hey, hey, so you kind of just go what what what's going on right now? But I, I think like something that has switched, another thing is in is in respect to, to the health space where it seems like the right now is very much more, not so much more, but kind of all natural. Maybe they don't want to be taking the bam, burm, bam, burm, bam. And they are questioning, you know, how, how the FDA approves things from everything from the food that we eat to the drugs that we consume, whatever. It seems like, the right is more like, let's go natural, sort of working on my health, not relying on the government to take care of me once I'm sick with all this metabolic dysfunction. And the left is more like, you need to help me. I'm healthy at any size, whatever, like all that sort of bullshit. So it, it, it is interesting because when I think of like the left, like the first thing, word association is like hippies, Berkeley, like that's what, and and I and 60s, like hippies, uh, Berkeley 60s. That's what I think. And those people didn't fucking trust the government. Those people were living on uh, almost at combines. That's not it. Co-ops living on co-ops. You know, with their fucking chickens, and the chickens are laying eggs. They're eating those. They're not going factory farming. They're they're doing the the farmers market kind of deal. Like, that used to be, like, more of a lefty sort of thing. And now it's like an anarchy sort of thing. So it's just very interesting how things are kind of bait and switching and that the the extremes kind of end up touching, you know, because when, when you look at communism and you look at fascism, it's like they kind of end up being like the It always leads to an authoritarian type, type deal, right? So it's the same sort of thing where it's like you bait and you switch and the left is so... Left that they're the their Antifa and Antifa is just as bad as like the fucking you know lynching people the KKK so it's it's just very strange it's very strange so I'm always you know keeping my eye out for new trends seeing how things uh, people are switching sides so I don't know I think it's fascinating I think it's interesting much like I was very intrigued by by uh, Regina Hunter yesterday and all the uh, the Alimony. The divorce deal. Not so much the laws. I could really care less about the statutes and the laws and the alimony. It's more of just the, uh, the. I like the stats. Because what's really interesting about family law is actually not family law, but really the data that you get from it. Who's coming in to her doors? Is it mostly women? What age are they? What are their gripes? What are their main Complaints with their partner. I'm sure you see a lot of trends. You see a lot of the same things. Why is that happening? And then you know you look at more generalized trends and stats on the country at large, and it seems like there's a, a bit of a breakdown of the American family. You know, some s- subgroups, some ethnicities more than I almost at ethnicities. Look like an idiot. Some ethnic, eth- some ethnic groups more than others. um And I like to just know why. And I want to know if, you know, Regina's statistics reflect that of the general population. Why is that happening? What are the complaints? What are things now that you hear a lot about that that people are coming to to get divorced over, uh, which weren't really the case, say, 15, 20 years ago? And why are those changes happening? Is it social media? Is it you know, women in the workforce. Like, all those things really interest me, and so that's why I was badgering her with questions. And, you know, unfortunately for her, I have her number, and I could continue to badger her with questions, but I try to do it, you know, uh, somewhat infrequently so that I don't drive people away. Because there is a delicate line where, you know, people are very, um, not charmed, what's the word I'm looking for? Not intrigued, but they find it endearing that you're interested in what they're doing, But then it can cross into, you're annoying me, leave me alone. So I try to, you know, read their body language. Is she kind of, like, giving me size? Is she, like, tired of talking about it? But if she's, if I'm getting all the right signals, that she is happy that I'm asking questions and, you know, and nothing makes my little, you know, a student heart happier than when people go, that is a great question. Because I go, fuck yeah, I nailed it. I nailed it. Um, So when you're giving me that sort of feedback, I mean, I'm just going to be asking you questions all day. So just very interesting stuff, because I I think that America is in trouble, much like much of the world. But specifically, America, in terms of the demographic changes, people not having children, which is a problem in America, not as bad as in other countries. Holy shit. China's in a lot of trouble. South Korea is in a lot of fucking trouble. Japan's in a lot of fucking trouble. Even Russia's in a lot of trouble because they are not breeding like they should. And they are letting a lot of young men die on the front lines. So that sort of stuff is is int- intriguing to me. So I like to hear about, you know, changes over time and the breakdown of the American family and why that is the case. Um, none of it applies to me, of course, uh, in terms of in terms of that. I don't. I don't think I will be having children anytime soon. And if I'm not having them anytime soon, I really shouldn't be having them at all. I don't, I don't know if it's the most responsible thing to be, you know. I understand you're playing Russian roulette anytime you try to breed. You know, you could be 21 healthy as a horse and have a kid that's all fucked up. I understand that, that happens. But, yeah, you're really messing with fire if you start, you know, trying to do it. I would say once you hit 40, you know, it's probably time to close up shop. After that, and I feel, I know I'm going to offend somebody. Oh, I had a kid at 45, and he's great. Awesome, great. But you you took a risk, because you knew it probably wasn't the safest thing to do after 40 as a geriatric mother. And you took a risk, and, you know, phew, you were fine, your kid was all right. But apparently it's kind of like, at least the way that Dan described it, doesn't seem like it's, you know, women having kids, totally fine, totally fine. And then it just kind of slumps down into, you know, more problematic. It seems like it just falls off a cliff pretty quickly in like the realm of two to three years. So, yeah, probably not having kids, uh, probably not getting married, which is fine. That's fine with me. You know, I'm a little bit of a um unorthodox in that way, I guess. But uh I you know me. You guys you guys know my stance on circumcision and uh marriage, not a bit I mean, if I was, you know, really Jewy or something or um, i was trying to get into the country you know something like that then that's fine uh, that makes sense that i'm happy to get married or you know to appease the family but if if i don't if, if i'm not a religious person and i'm not planning on having children and i am not trying to get a green card then what the fuck is the point all the tax right out there i don't well i don't know i i like just kind of where i'm at i feel like i've I'm at the finish line right now. Like, I'm in a great relationship. I'm having a great time. You know, maybe I, I have kind of like a male brain where I'm like, "What? Why are, we, why are we, we don't need to bring the government in this shit. Like, we're having a good time. Why fuck it up with, and, and I'm not planning on changing my name, and I don't want a big fucking wedding because I think they're a waste of money. I think they're a waste of money. Um, And I know a lot of people plan in weddings Let me tell you, they don't look too happy about it, even though they seem excited about it on the outside. um, It seems like, you know, the excitement turns into stress very quickly when you're trying to plan a wedding. I've seen it firsthand and it just goes by so quickly, you know, even even weddings that are like moderate in terms of pizzazz, you know, nothing super special, nothing crazy. Uh, even that is like 35 40 grand like boom just catered the venue centerpieces your wedding dress like all of that shit for fucking 4 hours um how about we go to the mediterranean for a month like let's do that instead
0: have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive it's all just radio waves how much can a radio wave really cost Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Passion, drive, and patience. with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy
3: flowing jobs like building grid scale solar energy in ohio and Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America.
1: Or a down payment on a house or a new car or something like that. But it just seems like a wedding to me. I don't know. To me, it seems like a waste of money. But again, it's not important to me. I've met people where it's like, listen, actually, the last wedding that I was in, the only wedding I've been in and the only wedding that I've been allowed to bring a plus one, um, you know, I, I talked to the bride about it. I go, you know, that's a lot of money. You know, wouldn't you rather just fucking go to the Bahamas? I don't know. And she goes, listen, I know it's a waste of money. She even said it. She's like, I know it's a waste of money. It's it is. A, a lot of money, let's just say not a waste. She goes, but I've dreamed about this day since I was a little girl and it's really important to me that I have these memories. Like it's, to her, that was where the finish line was, was getting married and having a wedding. And you go, okay, hey, I get it. Like that is something that you've been thinking about since you were a little girl and you have fantasized about and it's important to you, go fucking do it. And she paid for herself. So, you know, hats off to her. But uh, I I didn't dream about that shit when I was a little girl. I dreamed about being an astronaut. I wanted to go to space camp. Um, and then I found out I have a very weak stomach. And I do not like roller coasters or any sort of G-forces. So uh, being an astronaut was kind of out of the question. So, yeah, I, I dreamed about other stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a childhood fantasy I had. I don't know, having a tree house. I didn't really think too far in the future as a kid. I was like, well, what's tomorrow, what does tomorrow bring? What about the summer? I want to go to sports camp and then immediately regretted it. Um, I remember there was a, a vivid memory. It was me, my Persian friend who pretended to be Muslim. And there's a reason why that's important. And this other Jewish, uh, Jewish child, I, I, not a child, he's 36 now probably, uh, guy I grew up with named Daniel Weinberger, okay? And I have a very vivid memory. I must have been about 11 or so of me being at sports camp. And the way that school used to work for me when I was a kid, I don't know if anybody else did this or this was just a dumb California thing, but K through 8, I was on the track system. So it wasn't like you go to school for nine months, you're off for three it was your on for two, off for one, on for two, off for one. Parents fucking hated it because you had like, you know, let's say July and August on and then all of September off and then uh, October, November on and then all of December off. And just like as you can see. Right. Um, and they had different tracks. So there was orange, blue and green. So then, you know, maybe your friend's on green track, so they got October off, but you're on orange tracks, you get September off, and you can't coordinate, and so they can't, you know, the person you used to carpool with, you can't. So it was just a fucking nightmare. And parents hated it, they complained about it, but there was no summer off deal. It was all just the track system where I lived. So uh, there was a local, like, there was a sports camp and an arts camp at this local recreation Center And it was just a year-round thing because there were always kids that had a month off. So the parents would just dump their kids at arts camp or sports camp. And then, you know, that was like school hours. And then your parent would pick pick you up because they're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with you for a goddamn month every third month? This is insane. So it must have been around Christmas time. And uh, I have some great memories of of sports camp. Some of my darkest memories of sports camp that me and my... My friend in California. We'll reminisce on every once in a while, but one of the one of the, one of the funnest slash scariest moments was we we didn't want to do the there was like a Christmas musical deal, so we didn't want to do that shit because it was you know almost said something that I shouldn't have said. It was lame. Let's just say it was very. We thought it was lame, and we didn't want to be seeing fucking Christmas carols. So I was like, oh, you know, I told the director, I'm like, I'm a Jew. And if I sing about Jesus, it's going to burn my skin. So they're like, oh, shit. Well, we don't want to offend you. So you can just opt out. I'm like, awesome. This other Jew kid named Daniel, same deal. Um, And then my friend, my good friend, uh, I'm not going to say her name. She is Persian. Okay. She's from Iran. Uh, She's not from Iran. She's from fucking San Diego. But her parents are from Tehran. So anyways, still counts. Never- Never did Ramadan a day in her fucking life. Like, not a Muslim. Wasn't raised Muslim. A lot of Iranians are, like, consider themselves a Orastrian. They're basically just, like, they like astrology and shit. They like the Persian New Year. Just give them some fucking dried fruit. That's how you deal with them. Um, And she said, oh, I'm a Muslim. I can't do the Christmas thing. So the three of us, I remember, so they are like, all right, well, uh, you're not going to do the Christmas deal. You'll just have to stay in the gymnasium. So we're like, all right, cool and uh, they locked us in there because they didn't want us getting out and, you know, running away or doing some shits. So they literally locked the three of us in there, and Daniel Weinberger decided, um, you know, and he was a boy, and he was a bit bigger than us. He's just like, I'm going to have some fun. And I remember there was just like a whole, you know, like a metal cage of of balls for dodgeball back when dodgeball was a thing, and this motherfucker. It was just like... <laughs> I just felt like we were getting, like, pelted like the like the Vietnamese or something. And this guy just went deep in the—he just barricaded the cage for himself. And he just started taking balls. It didn't matter if they were fucking softballs, if they were basketballs, if they were dodge rubber balls. Like, he just started fucking pelting me and my friend. Boom. Boom. We're just running around, screaming. No one can hear us because it's like, fall alone! because they're all doing their singing choir bullshit and for like 30 minutes me and my friend, I mean we're laughing and like also terrified because there was no reprieve there was nowhere to hide you know, the bleachers weren't down like there was nowhere to hide and we were just they're just like a fish in a barrel man, just like execution style getting pelted with these balls of the fucking head softballs, tennis balls everything, medicine balls it doesn't matter, Daniel Weinberg just Fucking, Pel- boom, boom, boom. Don't know what that sound is. Boom, boom. Um, So it's one of those memories that I have, you know, burned in my memory that must have been just so funny to watch, like as a fly on the wall of just this, this giant sixth grade boy just pelting. Up. We were probably like in fifth grade at the time. Just me and my friend just screaming. No one can hear our screams. Just getting pelted in the fucking head with basketballs and dodgeballs and he was just laughing having the great that's when you could abuse women and no one cared it was it was hilarious and looking back on it boy it was fun uh, that is that to me that it was like probably the best day of that, that fucker's life It's like oh yeah let's go you know and there ain't there ain't no cameras you know this is like 98 uh, cameras weren't really a thing then so great times good times 81390 bubba to be a kid again you know without and and when i told my dad what happened he just like laughed he's like he he didn't start throwing him back and i'm like my aim's not great dad and i'm i'm i was a little bit of chubby i wasn't very fast or agile or anything and my friend although she wasn't chubby that bitch has got like one of the least coordinated people i've ever met so you know we didn't really stand a chance against daniel weinberger and he also had barricaded all the uh all the balls for himself and every time we tried to throw it back, it just, you know, wasn't hitting or he was like hitting it away with the other balls, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, funny shit. And my dad thought it was funny, too. So it's good. Anyways. Hello, who's this? Yo.
4: Holy smokes. It's South Tampa. This should be called the Anahammel run on sentence. But I love it. But yeah.
1: i uh, Well, you knew that. Uh, you listened to the show, uh, you called in, so
4: it, ex- <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know people exactly. are always surprised oh i so didn't take I a call yeah no awful... shit sorry go ahead i want
4: i want to hear how awful tampa is because i know you've hated on tampa forever and i know you wouldn't live here and you're probably like some of my friends who live in saint pete that really live oh. like i don't know uh like in like uh, drew street and clearwater but they talk about how awesome saint pete is and i'm using yeah. your quotes obviously sure sure um but but um I'm thinking of my my buddy lives, like, by Derby Lane. And he's like, oh, same That's exactly alone. where you're I
1: like, used to live, and I like, can say it now. I lived right there, right across like, the street.
4: You're like, I well, I used to live at Brighton Bay. I lived area. at Brighton Bay.
1: Like, That's exactly where back. I lived. Yep. <laughs> I lived at, and I can say it now because so the like, lease is over. I don't live there anymore, but I lived at the verandas in Brighton Bay.
4: Oh, okay. I, I lived at the older one, but, like, it's one of those things that, like, because that's, like, a really good place because it's equidistant. Like, mm-hmm. you can get to Tampa. You can get to St. Pete. But, like, yep. I consider myself in St. Pete. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that's, like, old Northeast where, I mean, obviously, everybody would love to live. But yeah. I'm just curious, like, I think I'm not going to dox you. I know which building you're in because I have a buddy who lives in that building, um, and it's it's – it's an awesome uh, building that you're in. And uh, what a fun time to be on a Kalen. You're like a little Kato Kalen. Watch our house. Kalen? You remember OJ's buddy, Kato Kalen? He was the house watcher.
1: Oh, was he? Okay. Some of the details are a little bit fuzzy from that case. So, yeah, sure, that's me. Um, I don't hate Tampa. I don't I don't hate Tampa where where I was staying with, with Blitz was not a great part of Tampa, but that was what we call up and coming this is very well up established this came for
4: 45 years this
1: this area has already came so it's nice but when it's <laughs> up and coming that is when you're like hey call me in seven years when it's been fully gentrified and you know i'm not worried about about a shootout and my neighbor isn't taking uh her stereo for a walk in a stroller when that is over, then call me <laughs> and I'll move back into the area. So it's it was one of those, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah.
4: I mean, Seminole Heights has been up and coming for uh, several hundred years. Right, I'm but like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that like, has character. And, and there, <laughs> but but then you want you have a kid and you're like, I can't raise a kid here where we can't like go for a walk. Like, yeah, that's it's the, that's the thing. Yeah, so.
1: and and when it's up and coming, it's not like that terrible but it's one of those things where your your brain is kind of confused because on one hand you have like these really new nice houses where a bunch of like rich ut chicks live you know with all with their jeeps and their fucking teslas and then two houses down from that there's you know subsidized housing where they covered a, a window with aluminum foil and you're like am i safe i don't know so yeah, it's a it's a little bit confusing when you're in a place that's in the middle of gentrifying. But like I said, Tampa proper, like you know, let's just say South Tampa. I mean, that shit's nice as hell. I ain't got no complaints about it, South Tampa.
4: Okay, well that's my yeah. name and that's where I live. Uh, not 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 that I'm I need uh, uh, valid, validation. Yeah,
1: but, no, Tampa's so, awesome. I just, so it's I, a beautiful I, city. I just,
4: I just can't wait to uh, hear more uh, awful Detroit stories, because that's another place that's also uh, uh, up and coming.
1: Yes, and I I actually spoke to a friend. It was her birthday not too long ago, so I called her. One of my very, very few contacts I still keep in contact with in Detroit, and she lives in Midtown, and she loves it. And I'm like, for real? And she's like, Ana, it's not like it was when you were here, even just— you know, seven years ago, it's, it's really changed. It's developed in a great way. And I go, I don't know. You kind of liked it when it was grimy. So I don't know if I could trust you. So, uh, but she, she, she claims that it's, it's, it's on its way up. They got a lot of new restaurants and that was kind of starting right towards when I was at, when I was ending my time there. And to be fair, I really didn't spend that much time in the city because my, you know, my, um, my impression was tainted by my, my first experience there where I got a misdemeanor. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this whole place. I'm never. I'm staying in the burbs the whole time, which I pretty much did. So
4: yeah, my roommate in college was from West Bloomfield Hills. So like, it's a nice area. Like, didn't
1: West Bloomfield? Yeah, yeah.
4: it was not. It was not reality. Like, his mom didn't work, and you know, it was that place is
1: nice. It's stocked full of Jews and Chaldeans, and those fuckers got money. So it it, wherever there's money, it's nice. I worked in West Bloomfield. I worked in Bloomfield Hills. I worked at a. I don't ask your friend about Wabi. Uh, country club. I worked at so many fucking country clubs, and Heather's club, a uh, country club. All of those were really nice. A lot of old money, so I was happy to hang around old money. But then when you move to the city and people are trying to make it, you know, up up and coming, it's like, well, you might get shot. So hope hope that works out well for you.
4: Yeah, that's the wonderful part of that. Or, or you live there in Section Eight housing where they spend the entire day figuring out how to rob you while you while, rob your place while you're at work. Which is- exactly.
1: Yeah. So listen, I, oh. I don't like dealing with that shit. I don't like. I mean, I, I always have my head on a swivel, but you know, when you're around people who are richer than you, they're not trying to steal from you. You know, that's just kind of how it goes. So I want to be the poorest person in the room. That's how I look at it. I want to be the fucking poorest person in the room because I want people afraid of me taking their shit.
4: You know. Well, they might white collar crime you. You know. I'm about to run into uh, <laughs> Taco Dirty. We yeah. need to get Bubba to try that avocado broccoli. I'm telling you, I know he says he would hate it. He would love it.
1: Oh, I know he would. He would. He would. He would absolutely anything. Listen, anything that's fried, he'll eat. I'm telling you. It doesn't oh, matter yeah, if it's true. fucking pickles. Go Warsaw. Yeah, go Warsaw. <laughs> Love Warsaw. Yeah, it is it is bizarre. I've noticed it, a trend. I don't know if this is true, and I'm not trying to talk smack on Warsaw because I would never do that. But it seems like the people that are from the less um what's the word I'm looking for that's kind, desirable? The less desirable place you live, the more pride you have being from there. So for example, not naming any names, but there's people I know, let's say from Cleveland. That, boy, do they love Cleveland. And I'm like, right, but it's Cleveland. I mean, is anyone doing spring break in Cleveland? I don't think so. Is anyone going on vacation in Cleveland? I don't think so. Is anyone going on vacation in Warsaw? Just Bubba. Um, Is anyone going on vacation in Detroit? No. You're there because there's either a car show, you're doing business, you're going to a wedding... Um, you know, Traverse City, sure. Yeah. Up, okay. Mackinac Island, fine. That's cool. But like Detroit, ain't nobody trying to fucking vacation in Detroit. So, anyways, it's the, and I'm from, I'm from San Diego. I should be bragging more than anybody because whenever you say you're from San Diego, people are like, oh, that's this literally, this is, this is the reaction. Oh, love that city. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. No shit. It's fucking amazing in terms of, you know, geography. Um, real estate, it's very beautiful there, very nice beaches, uh, cannot beat the weather, so anytime I'm from San Diego, I should be fucking bragging on my, everyone says, hey, I'm from a better place than you, hey, fuck you, I'm from SoCal, hey, it's awesome, uh, surfing, da-da-da, amazing beaches, beautiful people, fuck you, but I never do that. People from awesome places rarely brag about it, because they're like, the city speaks for itself, I mean... I don't have to convince you that San Diego is awesome. Now, if I'm trying to convince you that Cleveland is awesome, that's going to take a bit more, you know, persuasion. Because they got to be like, oh, but there's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't care. But they got a really cool brewery. Don't care. Uh, Do they have beaches? Yeah, that's what I thought. Shut the fuck up. Does it uh, snow there? Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Do you have a lot of inner city crime? Yeah, not interested. Thank you so much. I will stay, you know, on my beautiful city by the sea. Thank you very much. It is it is fantastic. Low humidity. It's the only issue and even San Diego is actually it's kind of turning around, but eh, the politics maybe isn't great. It's better there than like LA or um, you know, San Francisco. Yikes. Fuck that place. That is a great segue into uh, me reaching out to my sister. I know uh, last time I talked about um, a little incident that we had, and uh, I will get to that incident and what happened after this phone call. Hello, who's this?
3: Hey, Mr. Mino, Meanoh- Mr. Mino Hanimal.
1: What's uh, up?
3: Scott. <clears throat> I know it's Scout. How's it going? We spent two and a half days up in Detroit, and it was lovely. We went down to the Riverwalk. We stayed downtown. We ate some good food. We walked to the ball game because we stayed really close to the ball stadium. And then we walked to the casino one night and gambled a little bit over to the MGM Grand. And no issues.
1: Okay. I I understand that a a good time could be had there. But, you know, you also got to keep your head (laughs) on a swivel because they've also been doing seven years of gentrification since I've left. So things are probably a little bit different. And perhaps we have, well, no, you know, a little I, bit different interests. I don't want to be at the casino. I don't want to do that. So no, I don't want to go to the I, I fucking ball game. Sorry. I know. And I get, I totally get what
3: you're saying. Cause like we walked to the casino. Yeah. You know, and it was, I don't know, seven o'clock or whatever. But like midnight when we were rolling out, we're like, yeah, we're going to Uber back. I'll yeah. The evening. We'll, we'll take the Uber. It's safer. Right. You know, right. So I feel yeah. you. But, you know, it, <clears throat> it was good. We met some really nice people from Philly. We talked to them about the show and, uh, they actually bought us dinner the one night we were sitting Did with them they? at a bar, and and they hooked us up and bought us dinner. So yeah, I was, yeah, we met no, some
1: nice people on our on our journey. That's awesome. So a- and something good. like a free dinner will turn your your you around on a city. You're like fuck. Like I love right. Detroit. We got a free dinner there. I'm like, all right, shit. But when exactly. let me just say, when Chris Cornell killed himself in that in that casino <laughs> hotel in Detroit, I was not surprised. If you're gonna hit your <laughs> your rock bottom, it's gonna be in Detroit City. So <laughs> there's definitely some truth to that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But, He's uh, like, I just can't take this anymore. Offs himself in a, look, in a hotel in Detroit.
3: Yep. We know and we get how crazy busy Tara is. But have you hit Regina up for a flapping gaps? You guys got good rapport. She's got such good stories. And oh, God, I know. If you could get her to bring her mom That's in, actually a
1: really good idea. I would love
3: to hear an interview with her mother. Just a little bit Bubba tips on those yeah. stories, they're phenomenal.
1: Oh, I know. And, and it's, it's one of those things where, it's a, for me, it's a delicate balance because I would love to do stuff with Regina. And I do hit up Tara every now and again. But I know they are so busy. And I the last thing I want to do is be like, you know, can you podcast with me after you just spent, like, 12 hours and depositions and dealing with fucking assholes all day? So I do often feel guilty, like, even asking because I don't want people to feel... You know, burdened by it, but I'll try no, to weasel it. I get it,
3: in. and but she's she's doing less. You know, it, it, she's coming once a month on the rig, pretty yeah. Good, but it seems like she's been coming in less. Just you know, Tom being spending a lot of time at L.J. marking trees. Mm-hmm. You know, she might have a little more downtime. Finding squirtle. Always getting yeah. older. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I know. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll reach out um, to her, but I always am like, fuck my boss. The last thing I want to do is be a bother to somebody. That's that's my. Not my worst fear, but socially it is.
3: You it you with. Know? I know you're a busy bitch. You are a boss bitch, and you are busy, so you can totally say say no. But if you can give me a date and time, and and we can work this, I would love to do this.
1: Yeah, I, I say know. no,
3: no hurt feelings. But you know, but, if you don't ask, you don't, you don't. If you don't, please, you, you don't get the juice. Woman. That's
1: true. That's true. So yeah, you know what I'll do. I'll I'll talk to Bub about it, and then I'll make him because he's better like boss hogging his way around i was be like, Regina, I need to come out of time. She's like, all right, fine. And then you know, I'm like, I'm so sorry, Bubba is like, you know how Bubba is, you know. And then it's not on me, it's on Bubba. And I'd much prefer that. So But well, I think you
3: should call her up doing the Bubba impressionation and tape it.
1: And that could be a one off in itself. <laughs> I could I could certainly do that. I got a lot of content, you know. And in and, and, and talking with you know your buddies four hours, five hours every day, we get to know each other very well very quickly. So I mean I know mm-hmm. Bubba's routine inside and out. I mean when Babyface came in and was asking him questions about, you know, his eating schedule, I was able to, you know, by the minute tell him exactly what Bubba is eating, and when he's eating, and all that sort of stuff, and his nightly routine just by virtue of, you know, sitting here talking to him for six hours a day. So, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do a was Bubba a show. Very,
3: very funny bit.
1: Oh good, I'm glad um, you enjoyed it.
3: But I'm glad you're you're getting away, having a little time. That's cool.
1: But, yeah, uh,
3: we're out here. We're listening, rolling around, doing the deal. So, you know, keep doing what you do. We'll Thank be out you here doing it. Woo, I get to see All you, you in a few good. months.
1: Hopefully, you yeah, can make it down for one ninety nine for- sometime. Yeah,
3: I wish I would love to. That's like a whole other cluster enclave of craziness. I yeah. would like nothing better than to, you know. Um, see, I don't want to point fingers at anybody their their downfall and meltdown because you know I've I've had those at of a, events where you pass out and you miss a lot of other events. So to see someone else go through that, that would have been fun to partake in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, nothing is better like <laughs> someone else's crisis when you're going through shit, because I know that that's helped me through a lot <laughs> exactly. of stuff.
3: Exactly. It, it, it removes you from yours. So oh, no, good.
1: especially if theirs is way worse. So, it's <laughs> fantastic.
3: It. I would have liked to have seen Dan trying to yeah. check on him and stuff. That sounded Oh, it's so
1: fun. I know. I, w- I was there and I missed it, because I was so in the game with, you know, De- on the decks on the ones and twos that I didn't even know that there was a medical emergency at all. I was so, you know, zoned into what I was doing that I had no idea. So ah, oh, I know. This another
3: time. There's I know the video.
1: I know. I know. I all right. Well hopefully someone drops right, dead, woman. you know, next week and I'll be able to, you know, at least partake in the in the drama. I'm just kidding. I expect you to be quick all on right. the phone. Just <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> all right, Scott, I love all you. Right, I'll later, teach- oh, All right. See ya. Yeah, there really is nothing better than when someone else, you know, you may drop the ball, but then someone else really drops the ball, like the big ball. I think you guys know what I'm referring to. One of the greatest moments of my life, um, when I was in a world of shit, like really going through it at Cox when I, you know, hurricane epilepsy, April, 2019, um, not a good time for me, uh, a lot of clapbacks on Twitter that maybe I would have taken back. Uh, a lot of meetings with Keith Lawless and John Brennan and Mike Olivero and people from HR in Miami that I had to have meetings with. All the sensitivity training I had to do that clearly didn't work because I got fired a year later. All that sort of shit when I was really going through it because I called some fucking woman that had a epileptic seizure. I don't even know if she was an epileptic. She just had a seizure, allegedly. During a comedy show and I was there, I was like, Carrot Top, man. I was like, Carrot Top. I was like, I need people to know that I was on this flight with this crazy bitch. Except I was at a comedy show in Orlando watching Andrew Schultz do his thing. And in the middle of the show, a bitch has a seizure. I mean, when does that happen? And then we have to stop the show and the paramedics show up. It was just this absolute circus of an event. I needed people to know that I was at that show. So I take my ass back home from Orlando, 2 a.m. Get home, and just you know, bus out the uh, bus out the gram. Start videotaping myself saying things like, "Man, this bitch," and I just meant a woman. I didn't mean it in a mean way. Had had a seizure. It was awesome. Not that the she had a seizure, but just the you know the uh all of the shenanigans, the circus, the melee, the the drama. It was just. So awesome. The excitement of like, what's going on? How will the comedian address this crazy? And it was just, I said it was off the chain, which I regret. Not that the show wasn't off the chain. It was that I said, quote, off the chain, which was embarrassing because, hello, what is this, 1994? But anyways, got in a lot of trouble for, it was like two weeks of nonstop. I mean, I was suspended for a week. I had to write a formal apology I had to have multiple meetings with higher ups, and I, uh, what other bullshit make me do uh, sensitivity training? Which, by the way, uh, you, all you would have to do is just like quote watch a video and then t- like answer questions on it. And sometimes the videos would be like thirty minutes long. Uh, yeah, right. So just open my computer, play the video, go to the fucking gym, come back, and then I could just take the the test. And the test is pretty obvious. Like, oh, if you see someone. That is, uh, if you see a black person, should you pet their hair without asking? Like, shit like that. And I'm like, nope. Didn't have to watch the video to, uh, to know that answer. Boom, 100%. So, um, did all that stuff, and when I was really going through it, and it was rough, and I was scared, because I didn't have a backup plan, and, I mean, I, I did, you know, I guess bubble was always a, a backup plan, but, you know, a, Not at that time in my head. I was like, I I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm fired. They say I'm suspended. I'm scared. And then it's like you come back to work after that, and then they expect you to, like, be your funny self, and you're like, I'm scared. And I remember Johnny B telling me, he's like, you got to loosen up. And I'm like, dude, I've just been, you know, metaphorically raped. It's not like, all right, now, you know, be sexy. It's like, dude, give me some time to get over this trauma a little bit. Which obviously was it about in the ballpark of about a year because clearly I was I was back better than ever and really got fired the following year. But anyways, I was really going through the shit. Hurricane epilepsy, epic, epic. Um, and you know, about two weeks after that, another radio guy who won't I won't name, Justin Pulowski, uh, was maybe found on a chat room with teens. And mind you, like, Pulaski was, like, part of the mix, man. Like, he was a sports guy. He was super cool. Even Rhett will tell you. Like, the guy had charisma. You know, I'm not not saying what he did was good or that he did it for sure. But uh, it, seems like, it seems like when they get you on, like, a chomo-type deal, it's not like, maybe, did you? It's like they got a lot of fucking damning evidence against you. So this motherfucker's on, like, Tampa Teens, okay, on a chat room. I'm like, chat room? Like, is this two thousand and one? What the fuck are you doing? Like, you gotta know that's a that's a cop behind. That's obviously an undercover police person. Anyways, dumb, dumb, dumb. And and I was more mad at him not for you know trying to hook up with a fourteen year old boy, but more so because I'm like, there are just so many smarter ways to do that. You know, me and me and Johnny started talking about doing a pedcast for like we'll teach you how to do it right. <laughs> it's Terrible. Not okay. Not funny. But anyways. I remember the moment that I found out what was going on in the news with Justin Pulowski that he was trying to seduce a 14 year old boy to have um, sex with online. And uh, wouldn't you know it, it was an undercover uh, cop. And I remember hearing that. And I'm pretty sure I like, I either, I think I started screaming, like, that you God! like I was so relieved because that completely overshadowed my event which like so I made fun of uh not even made fun of but you know detailed uh a comedy show I'd gone to the previous week a, where a woman had a seizure and the show was great not because she had a seizure but despite the fact that she had the seizure that the comedian was able to kind of bring it all back start roasting the paramedics like it was just a, it was just a circus so when you, when everyone was like how could she ever make fun of someone with epilepsy which wasn't the case by the way it was one of those games of telephone where it's like she said what she did who she did oh my god she's it's like no I fucking didn't but anyways when I was going through that shit and then you got someone like Justin Palowski come out of here who was kind of like not Mr. Tampa but like in the mix of you know personalities, all the people, and I got all the connections, and we're hanging out with the athletes, and I'm a fan of the Bucks and Mr. Tampa and all that shit. When that guy you start gets caught trying to seduce a, a kid for sex, I was like, "Fuck yeah, man! I am off the hook." And it, it I, I honestly think he he saved my job because. When they were dealing with my shit, when Keith Lawless was dealing with my shit. Now, although Justin Pulowski didn't work for Cox Media, he was deeply involved with Cox Media, A, because of, I don't want to give too much away, but whatever, this was all public shit. It's not like I'm saying anything that was secret, but he was dating someone who was worked for a Cox Media Group station, Hot 1015, you know, he was he was dating someone. So he was kind of like in the mix there. And then we would have him like on Johnny B show. Um, and I think he was on Calta too, where he'd like call in and talk sports. You know, he was like this was a resident sports guy. And we did events together where like uh like the draft deal. I know we would do a yearly draft and he was there because he was Mr. like, you know, Buccaneer. So um he was he had like a podcast, I forget what it's called, one but I don't I don't fucking remember. Um, where he was, uh, you know, constantly talking about, but kind of like what Rhett does, but not Rhett. Cause obviously Rhett isn't touching kids, but you know, like a, a Rhett type deal, Buccaneer podcast. And he was always featured on everybody's show, uh, especially during, uh, football season. And, um, so he was just in the mix. So when Keith Lawless and John Brennan were dealing with my shit with the epilepsy, oh my God, how could she ever, oh my God and then this motherfucker tries to, you know, fuck a kid, I was like, hell yeah, that's way worse and puts my shit in perspective real fucking quick. Then when you're trying to, like, backpedal out of that mess, you're like, all right, well, what she did isn't that bad. I mean, like, okay, so she made, like, a shitty tweet, like, whatever. She made a shitty post, whatever. Did she try to fuck a kid? No, she did not. She ain't that bad. He totally, and I honestly truly think that, Because after that, and I don't know if it was coincidence just because it was dying down anyways, but I really feel like it accelerated my people forgetting my shit because they were just so focused on, like, oh, my God, way bigger of a scandal than what was happening to me. And I remember, like, pretty much right after that, I think I may have had my last meeting. And I even went to the meeting. It was funny because I found out, like, on a Thursday night, say, and I had a meeting, like, a sensitivity training, like, how are we dealing with your bullshit meeting? With the higher-ups, like, maybe a Friday morning. And I remember just walking in with, like, a different swag that morning. You know, just, like, kind of, like, had this, like, smug look on my face. I'm like, really? and get mad over this bullshit. I'm like, remember when Justin Pelosi tried to fuck a kid? You know, so I was kind of, like, making that sort of stuff under my breath because I'm like, I started saying things like, I'm sure you guys got a lot of other things to worry about today, so I'll just be making my way. We'll make this quick, boys. You know, whereas the day before I had, like, you know, my tail between my legs, like, please don't worry. So, um, you know, I felt I felt very confident going into that final, that final uh, meeting in terms of punishment and what they were going to do with me. Oh, and also, uh, something that I did for the epileptic community. They have, I think, indefinite amount of PSAs. I don't know if they still play. I don't really listen to Bone anymore, but, um, yeah, PSAs regarding epilepsy, bringing awareness, they must've gotten like $6,000 worth of free advertising. Which, in Cox's defense, like, thank you. You know, they they tried to save salvage my job and, I guess, their reputation. But they didn't fire me, and they gave the Epilepsy Foundation of America or whatever free PSAs for at least the duration of me being there. So it was at least another year of free advertising. Um, You know, apologies. I know Keith Lawless was on some, like, epilepsy boards where he had to run 5Ks, and he told me he doesn't like running. 5K, So I felt very bad about that. I'm like, sorry about that. Um, he had people flying in from like Baltimore to meet with him to talk about being on these boards and bringing awareness and not making fun of. And it's like, wow, I really gave people with epilepsy their day uh, in the limelight because ain't nobody was talking about them until I came along and really, you know, put them front and center. So you're fucking welcome. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's
5: Pedro, what's going on?
1: What's up, Pedro the Pooh Guy? How's your uh, your hot wife?
5: She's lovely. She's on her way back from a four-day trip and uh, looking forward to her coming home.
1: Mm, we have nice. a little
5: bit of blasting to get caught up on.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, what's going on?
5: Hey, so anyway, um, on a more serious note, you were talking about weddings and all that kind of stuff. My first marriage was a real shit show because we were kind of broke. I just started a company, so we had a small wedding. When I married my wife now... Um, we happen to know a restaurant owner. Yeah. And so our wedding with food, we did not have open bar because we were with a bunch of drinkers. So it was pay as you go, bitch. Yeah. Our wedding cost was about 2500 bucks.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. Man, you didn't have an open bar. That sucks. Hell
5: no, man. Everyone's a pilot, construction, and boat captain. Fuck no, man. I, I mean...
1: Yeah, the bar but that bill sucks. Would have
5: been about seven grand, ten grand itself. I know. Everyone was
1: fucking hammered. I I know but that sucks. Like, if I got invited, I've never been to a wedding where there wasn't an open bar at least for a few hours. Like, I'm not saying it has to be all night long, but you know, maybe. Th- and I understand people can put away a lot of alcohol in like three hours, but if you got you have to pay for every drink, I'd be fucking like, dude, bitch, I just flew out of here. I flew here. From fucking Tampa to go to your fucking wedding in Denver, or where the fuck it is, and you're gonna make me pay for drinks? Like, that pissed me off. But, anyways, I'm glad that well, you gotta save a dollar, you know?
5: Yeah, I mean, we didn't really invite anybody that didn't wanna come down anyway, just because of that reason. We're like, well, we're just, you know, it's just a wedding. You know, we'll come up and visit you and we'll have a good time and all that. Yeah, time. yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's a, the thing is, there's, everyone says, oh, I wanna have these memories. Bullshit, you really don't remember much. Because I feel like you're just so like much going on. so
1: much going on, you can't really like be present in the moment because you're like, is grandma okay? Is dad okay? Are my sisters happy? Uh, did I say hello to table eight? Like all that sort of shit.
5: Yeah, exactly. So everyone that says, oh, I want the memories. You know what? Fucking bullshit. Fuck your memories. Have a good time. Sorry. Have a small. Yeah, exactly. Fuck your memories. No, have a good time. Have a small wedding. If have an open do that, bar. Not, don't be
1: such a Jew. What?
5: Well, you know, she's Jewish and I'm Scottish. So, of course, we're both I don't know but, what, I don't but, know
1: anything about Scottish people. But you guys are cheap or well, something.
5: Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be. Oh, okay. I'm not. I tip well cuz I
1: Cuz she's a yeah, Jew. i every don't job wanna, there is. Yeah, reflect poorly on her. Yeah, yeah I get um, it. Yeah. Um But
5: but you're saying that you don't want government in your shit. Well, the only time that's a problem is when you start buying property or investments. And that's when being married, that's when you're, you know, you get half if you're not married and you're just playing house, you get shit.
1: Uh, I so. know, I know. And then I feel like at a certain point I could be totally making this up in a probably very state-to-state, but then it's like if you're together and you live in the same residence long enough, then it, you're, you're. I feel like you're almost awarded the same rights as a married couple because it's like a— You're not. You're not? Okay. I don't you know. No, absolutely
5: thing. not. There is no—in the state of Florida, there is no— um, um, I don't know what the fuck you call it, but I was with my— my kid's mom for a decade. Okay. We were only married for three years. Yeah. she was like, I'm going to take half of everything because blah, blah, blah. You know what my attorney said? You can go fucking pound sand, bitch. You get nothing. You were married for three years. Everything else doesn't account for you. Well,
1: I I didn't mean in terms of like getting alimony and shit like that. I meant more so when it comes to like taxes or... And again, I could be completely wrong. I, I don't know. But I feel like if you have like a... What is it? Not a live-in partner. Res- I, I forget. But it was something along the lines of, and again, this is something that my friend told me, where you, if you're with someone long enough, they just kind of treat you like you're married. You have, I don't know. If, I, maybe not. Maybe you don't have power of attorney. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I could be making this up.
5: No. Yeah, that's that's why I say, I, I mean, at least that was, I got married, or I got divorced in 16 or 15. Yeah. And... She tried, and after she found out she was getting nothing, she didn't show up. So I kept the house, the kids, and the business. And that's great. she hit the street with her cleats and hit the crack pipe. So
1: Great. Well, you know how to pick them, so that's good.
5: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, listen, you have a great day. Have a great weekend. All I'll right, you too. Later.
1: Thank you. Have a great weekend. Knows how to pick them. Sure does. Um... I kind of want to talk a little bit about my sister and how that went down. Um, my mother might be listening. She says sometimes she likes to tune in. She couldn't find me last week, so she wondered. She was. It, I love it how immediately she's like, did you get fired? Did 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 you get let go? I'm like, no, we just didn't have internet for one day. Oh, okay, because that's the that's always the assumption in my family now. You know, you get fired once, twice, six times for stealing lettuce or a tweet, and people are like, oh, were you fired? It's like, no. We just had internet issues. Okay, that's good to know. Um, But yeah, so we left off last week where I got my sister a birthday gift and it got sent to her house. uh, And I had texted her last Friday if she received said gift, which should have been in her possession for four days at that point. And uh, I had not yet heard from her. Well, she didn't get back to me for another 24 hours. Actually, she never really got back to me at all because I had to send another text after saying so anyways let me let me start from the top i send i send this bitch uh, a birthday gift because i'm trying to be a better sister because i feel like i've been pretty good friend daughter cousin and eh, maybe not um you know a co-worker you know you know i'm not a rat i i help my coworkers out i try to be useful and helpful and and remember their birthday and shit blummies is on monday Um, and, and try to, you know, show up for people, but I've really been lackluster in the sister department and I, I felt guilty. The Jew guilt was starting to set in and I thought, you know what? I could do a lot more than I'm doing. So let's try to build this relationship, kind of extend an olive branch, if you will. And so I thought, what is a good way to show, uh, you know, um, a reconciliation, but you know, trying to trying to make amends or whatever, and make a, a relationship stronger by going out of your way to get someone a gift, especially when they didn't get you one. She didn't get me shit for my birthday, and that's fine. I don't care. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna send her something because I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling generous. Well, I regret that feeling. So I send her a gift, uh, and I and it arrived last Tuesday. I didn't hear anything Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday. And then it dawned on me that she had not sent me a thank you. She had not sent me anything at all. And she knew that a gift was coming because I had asked what her address was and if it was the same as before. She gives me her updated address. I send her a gift. I tell her to like, you know, keep a lookout in the mail. Something might be coming in, trying to be cute, and nice, and you know, whatever. Well, I don't hear anything. So I I text her on Friday, last Friday. Hey, did you receive the gift that i sent you did you get the gift nothing fucking crickets from this bitch you got to be kidding me so immediately i go into a blind rage and i go i hope it was stolen i hope it was stolen i hope it was stolen because that is the only excuse that she has for not sending me a fucking thank you text i don't need a thank you card not everyone's like me not everyone is was raised by animals or, you know, by civilized human beings, even though her and I were raised in the same fucking household by the same two fucking people. But anyways, you know, sometimes they turn out okay like me and sometimes they don't. So anyways, I, you know, I'm not asking for a thank you note or even a thank you phone call because sometimes that can be cumbersome as well. But just a thank you text, maybe just a picture that says, thumbs up, appreciate you, that was so thoughtful. Uh, These are awesome. Just anything to... To know that the money that I've spent and the effort and the time that I went to go and get your address and make sure that it was sent on the right day, in advance, all that shit. Now it's pretty easy these days to send gifts, but still it takes thought. It takes effort. It takes money, most importantly. The fact that you're thinking about somebody else and you want them to feel special on their special fucking day. So anyways, I get nothing from this from this person. So I text her the next day on Saturday. And I go, guess not, LOL. Within 30 seconds, this bitch texts me back and goes, oh, my God. Yeah, um, I was so uh, busy and uh, uh, shut the fuck up. I go, she's going on and on. I'm sorry. I I was going to text you. I I go, repeat. Did you or did you not get the gift that I sent you? Because you still have yet to answer my question, even though I've asked you now three times three times. She goes, yes. And she sends me a picture of it. Thank you so much. It means so much to me. Did it? Because it didn't, you didn't do jack shit. You didn't even, you couldn't even send a text. And you just admitted to me that you have spent two days in your apartment. You have not yet left your apartment. You just said you've spent two days hung over in your apartment, which means that you've been walking around looking at this gift on your kitchen table again and again and again and again. And it's still not registering that, hey, I should text my sister. Thank you. That's all I wanted was a thank you. And I'm learning more and more that maybe I shouldn't be doing that, even though I do like that pop. That's a dopamine hit for me when I do something for someone. And they say thank you. I can't help it. I just like it. I feel like everybody likes it. But I may like it more than more than others. So I go, you know what? Like I said something. I, I don't know, something to the effect of fuck you. I'm never sending you shit again. Something like that. And um, she said I apologize. I go, okay because that is out of character for my sister to say I'm sorry. That is unusual. She usually uh is, you know, the queen of being defensive and is like, "Well, you know, What about this?" So, um, you know, I have to back it down cuz I oh, I'm always saying, "Hey, if people apologize like wh- what else can they do? They fucked up. They said they were sorry. They admitted fault." I need to reinforce this good behavior. So I said, you know, I forgive you. It's okay. Have a, enjoy the gift or whatever. And let it go. Now, I was still fuming at this point, but I forced myself to kind of say something nice because she apologized and she doesn't usually apologize. So I'll roll with it. But in my head, I'm like, fuck this bitch. I'm not calling her for, you know, I need at least a three month vacation from, from talking to her. Well, of course she has to go and get COVID. My mom calls me. She goes, your sister has COVID. know you're not very happy with her right now. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. I got to call her and be all like, oh, are you all right? How did those 40 uh, boosters work for you, bitch? You've had it now six times. It's just outrageous. So, you know, I called her yesterday and I said, hey, how are you doing? It was very much a going through the motions type of call. You know, so she can't throw it in my face years from now and be like, you didn't even call me when I had COVID. Yes, I did. I called you. So I asked her, like, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, I tried to express sympathy, but it it probably didn't sound very genuine. It was like, oh, well, that sucks. Like that sort of thing, you know. But whatever, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you did. you didn't even care. It's like, well, I called you. Well, I said the words. I'm sorry. That sucks. That sounds like someone who cares. Um, But my whole thing is like, all right, like, can you breathe? Is she breathing? Yeah, she's breathing. She's just, uh, you know, uncomfortable. All right, fine. That's fine. She's fine. Everything's okay. She'll be fine. You know, I'd be a little concerned if they're like, she is going into a coma and uh, her lungs are filling up with fluid. But if the bitch is just coughing and sounds like shit, like, whatever, you know, it's okay. She'll survive. So, I'm, um, you know, she's able to talk on the phone. She was fine. Everything's good. And uh, yeah, so she said she got COVID. And then, right at the end, because I told myself, I said, don't mention the beer, beer, beer. Don't mention the beer, beer, beer. But then I was just like, you know what? Fuck that, bitch. She didn't say thank you. And I got her all these aromatic candles. So, fuck that. I'm like, how'd that vaccine, uh, the beer, beer, beer work for you? You've had now f- like four breakthrough cases. Of COVID, and you've gotten 16 shots. I mean, I, I, have you been convinced that this maybe isn't working? Um, So, yeah, I, I kind of let it fly a little bit. And oddly enough, she didn't come back with the best retort ever, which is their only defense. I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here, but the only thing when someone comes at you like I did to my sister and they go, wow, really looked like those bam, bam, bam worked so well. You're sick in bed for a week for the third time. Interesting. You know, obviously, the only comeback from that is well, if I didn't get the parents, 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 I could have been in the hospital. I could have been on a ventilator. I could have been dead. You know, that's what they're supposed to say, but I'm smarter than my sister. And she's just said, well, if my doctor tells me to do it, I'm going to do it. So don't even try to go there. I'm like, well, Maybe you need a new doc because clearly, if someone said if you take this bam bam bam, you you won't get sick or it won't be too bad, and you've been bedridden now for you know collectively altogether a month, this is a problem. But I didn't, you know. After that, I I, I let it out. She didn't say you you got to always come out, guys. If you got the bam bam bam, and someone comes at you like I did, your only defense is well, if I didn't get it. I would have been dead. I could have been dead. Who knows what could have happened? And that is a justifiable defense because we don't know what would have happened. It could have been the case that if you didn't get the and you got schmovid, you could have been dead. Like there's because we will never have that data. So it's it's a what do they call it? Unfalsifiable claim. I can't tell you that you're wrong because we will never have that data because you never got covid Without the parent, parent, parent. So we don't know. We'll never know. So that's your only retort. But sometimes when you're smarter than the person, you just, they don't think of that. So they just go, well, I'm going to do whatever my doctor tells me. I'm like, wow, we don't sound like sheep, do we? She's accused me of being sheep before. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? She goes, why don't you think for yourself? Bitch, What? So, yeah, but that that's the only defense. So, if, if someone comes at you like I did, that's really the only thing that you can say. So, I suggest using it so you don't sound duh. Okay? Someone comes at you strong telling you, you know, why'd you get the bam, bam, bam? Didn't work. Well, I could have been dead if I didn't. Fair enough. Who knows? We'll never know. Anyways, uh, I think that's enough rambling for today. I've taken all three maybe four calls thank you Brian from Philly for the $20 I appreciate you pretty good stats for Anna Hummel 118 still on the YouTubes appreciate you. hope you guys have a great weekend I know I will be cause I'll be in a motherfucking penthouse I do not belong in that penthouse I am trash but it's fun it's fun to pretend to be rich it's probably fun to be rich too But again, I need those dopamine pops so I'm going to stay poor my whole life so that when I get in that penthouse for one week a year, it's a big dopamine hit!